the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show. It's where we help you win in your life, specifically win with your money, win in your work, and win in your relationships. Phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. I'm Ken Coleman. George Campbell joins me. We're Ramsey Personalities co-host of the show, good friends, and I want to say uh, as we start, just a big congratulations. It is launch week. We'll talk more about George's brand new, soon-to-be best-selling book, Breaking Free from Broke, The Ultimate Guide to More Money and Less Stress. Fabulous book. Congratulations, pal. Your first book launched this week. It's been very humbling and overwhelming in the best ways. Well, it's kind of like another type of baby, and you're a new dad. So a lot. You, so yeah, it's very. It's a lot of similarities. Had a baby about four and a half months ago. Both keep you up at night. <laughs> that's true. You know, you I'm know not sure which like. one was more difficult at this point. <laughs> at least for me, that's true. Maybe the book at this point. My wife will have a different Thanks story. Thanks to Whitney. That's right. All right, let's get to the phones. We'd love to talk with you. George is here to answer your money questions. I'll weigh in. I'm here to answer any questions around your work and, and making more money. George will weigh in on those as well. Let's go to Kelly in Indianapolis, Indiana. Kelly, how can we help? Uh, hi, I have, uh, I've been kind of following the Ramsey plan for just trying to, trying to follow it for, uh, maybe about, uh, a year, a couple year or two, but I just have one last credit card. I just can't quite seem to, uh, get rid of, I don't have a balance, but I'm just trying to convince myself to actually get rid of it. I love this. And Kelly, I'm I break this down in the new book into eight different characters. So can you tell me which one you fall into? Is it out of fear? Is it for the rewards? Is it the convenience? What is causing you to go, I I can't cut this thing up? I feel like it's more like the maybe the pressure of like everyone said, like, you should always have one because you never know if you're going to get stuck in a situation where you're going to need it. Okay, so for you, I'm going to call you the emergency shelter. That's the sixth personality in the book. I need my credit card in case of emergencies, right? Probably, yeah. Okay. Well, let me tell you, there's a way better emergency fund, and it's where you become the bank instead of Capital One, and that's called an emergency fund. Do you have $1,000 saved for Baby Step One? Uh, I do. I'm actually in uh, four and six. Wonderful. So how much money do you have in savings? I have uh, just a little over, like, almost 11000 Amazing. Now tell me, when was the last time you had an $11,000 emergency? Uh, never. Exactly. So a lot of this is paranoia. There's fear we have to deal with. And the other piece of the equation is you have insurance that will transfer the risk. You have things called deductibles and out-of-pocket maximums. And so you're going to be protected, and you don't need these credit card companies anymore. They were never your friend, and it's just a rubber crutch. And it's only a matter of time before they come knocking, saying, Hey, Kelly, we'll come save you at 22% APR. Kelly, is the $11,000, does that represent three months, four months, five months, or six months of your expenses? Uh, more like... Closer to three. Yeah. Is there a number that, let's say George and I were, were feeling uh, like we could just cut a check here. Let's say we were having Dave's money here. We like to give Dave's money away. I like that. You and I have done it a lot uh, in our role. That's true. <laughs> we really have. Uh, let's say George and I could cut a check right now, okay? And it would add to the $11,000 in your emergency fund. And when we cut that check and you deposit it, you would go, I'm cutting this credit card up. I, I feel so much better. Is there a number? 
that we would um, add to the 11,000? Be realistic here. What's the number that if we wrote a check to add to the 11,000, giving you a total of, in your emergency phone, where you'd go, okay, I, I don't need this stupid credit card. Just curious. What's that number? I guess maybe uh, maybe another 9000 to make it 20 right? All right. Now, George, you see what I'm doing there. Absolutely. I'll give it back to you. You're we just the money put some expert. facts on the security gland, which is largely feelings. And we just said if you had twenty grand, you would feel so secure, it would be a force field between you and life. And that would be more like six months of expenses, correct? Yeah, probably. So then I, I'm not saying you have to do that, Kelly, but I did a little experiment there because that's what George and I are trying to get you to. I think 11 is enough for you to cut the credit card up. Well, that's what we think. That's why we teach what we teach. Should have cut it up a lot. We should have cut it up when you did baby step one, $1,000. That's what we teach. But why not then? Why not put the 9000 in? If that makes you feel better and it removes the temptation, I say go for it. That's the thing, Kelly. If you cut up the card today and an emergency happened, what would you do? You would dip I, into I the emergency fund. Use money. Yeah. And that's what it's there for. And then once you use it, what are you going to do after you use it? You're going to replenish it. But you know, True. it didn't happen. You never went into debt. You were never at the mercy of the credit card companies who are supposed to be blessing you with your 2% cash back and this emergency shelter. And so I'm going to encourage you to do the brave thing. And what's amazing to me, Kelly, is as people have been reading the credit card chapter in my new book, they're telling me, for years, we couldn't cut it up, and you finally coaxed us into it with all of the research and humor and every objection I've ever had. I address it in that chapter. So I'm going to send you a copy of the book, and I want you to read that and then send me a DM when you cut it up with a picture. Can you do that for me? Sure. That's all I ask in return. So hang on the line. Austin is going to pick up, and we'll make sure you get a copy of Breaking Free from Broke. It's chapter three specifically, and... Uh, Ken, the, I want to do another little mindset trick, if I okay. might, George. I want I, you to join me on this. You are like the David Blaine of well, I don't think the so. Ramsey Show. But Kelly, you said something at the start of the call when George was asking you, what's holding you back from cutting this up? And what you told him was, what other people are going to say to me? Because other people in your life are saying, Kelly, you're a moron. They're not using that language, but that's how you feel. But they're going, Kelly, it's silly to cut the credit card up in case something were to happen. And so you haven't cut it up because you're worried about what they'll say. But what if, what if something happens and when they hear about it, they're like, what? What did you do? You went, eh, I cut a check because I had it in the bank. Or you said, well, I kept that credit card thanks to you and I put it on the credit card. I got to pay it off quick because it's about 23% interest. Ugh. Which of those two answers are your friends and family going to be impressed with the most? You tell me. Probably the first, the first one. So, so, Kelly, you're not going to be viewed as silly, Kelly. You're going to be viewed as smart, Kelly, by the very people you're worried about and being criticized by. True or false? True. There it is. So, and guess what? Those friends are normal, Ken. Normal's yeah. broke. We know four out of ten people have nothing in savings. 25% of people have to use the credit card to cover the bills. Mm -hmm. That's not Kelly. You've unsubscribed from normal, and fear is a terrible financial advisor. And so these credit cards, you know, using other people's money actually makes you feel less in control because your body's keeping the score. It knows that you're not truly safe when you borrow someone else's money. When you don't use debt, you got less stress. 
and you become the bank, Kelly. That's what we want for you. We'll send you a copy of the book Breaking Free from Broke. Let me know what you think of the credit card chapter and send me a photo or even better, a video of you cutting up that last credit card. I love it. This brand new baby is coming your way, Kelly. For the rest of you, you can get it right now wherever books are sold or at RamseySolutions.com. Don't move. We're just getting warmed up in frigid Franklin, Tennessee. This is The Ramsey Show. It continues to amaze me how identity thieves keep finding ways to use our own identities against us. Not only do they commit crimes related to financial fraud, medical ID theft, and insurance benefit fraud, but now we have to deal with home title fraud. Thieves are using your own personal info to take ownership of your home so they can take out loans and you end up with a pile of debt and foreclosure notices. Over 4,000 data breaches happened in 2018, exposing 3.6 billion records. So thieves have plenty of identities to use and there's a one in five chance it will be yours. That's why Xander Insurance is the only program I use and recommend. Their plan covers all types of identity theft, and it takes over all the work if you become a victim. Visit Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by George Camel, and we are here for you this hour, 888-825-5225. George, taking your money questions. I'll take any work-related questions because that has a lot to do with your income and your mental health and your emotional health. It affects pretty much everything. It pretty much Considering does. how many hours of your life That's right. you spend working. That's right. So I want to help you out in those areas. If you're thinking about some kind of transition this year, you're just not happy there, you're trying to figure out, do I start a side hustle? Is this the year to do it? Can I do it? Well, I'm in the baby steps. Any kind of work-related question, I'd love to help out on that, and George will as well. 888 Let's go to Austin, Texas. Chris is there. Chris, how can we help? Hey, Ken. Thanks for having me on, man. You bet. What's um, up? I've got a question regarding we're trying to kind of restructure our debt and everything. Mm -hmm. So fortunately, my wife did really well this year, and her commission and bonus coming here in a couple months is going to be about $52,000. Whoa, way to go, wife. That's pretty phenomenal. You were pretty happy when you found out about that, weren't you? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, So one of the big things that we're knocking down is the remaining credit card debt, which we have about $11,000 just under with that that we're going to knock out. And then the next things we kind of want to restructure are our vehicle loans. So um, I own my own business. Uh, I'm in distribution of beverage concentrate. So last year, about two years ago, it was pretty tough getting a rental car, a rental van. So I went ahead and purchased a truck, ended up paying $63,000 for that truck at a $893 a month payment. Ooh. And it's been fine because it's been overall savings. I mean, versus paying you know, $1,500 a month renting vans back then. But we're thinking about go ahead. We're going to get rid of that truck um, no matter what we do because vans are available today. But we all, we do have negative equity of about, I would say about thirteen to $14,000 in that truck just because car manufacturers are getting competitive right now. Um, and a new truck would sell for $3,000 less than the one I have with 44,000 miles on it. Mm-hmm. So, my question to you two was, is we have a Ram 1500 um, and a Jeep Wrangler. The Ram is 893 a month and the Jeep Wrangler is 662 So the first thought that I had was to go ahead and pay the negative equity um, 
on the truck and purchase a new vehicle. And we would basically assume a new loan on that new vehicle. So if we found a car for $25,000, we could go ahead and pay the negative equity of the truck of, let's say, $13,000. Are you talking about the Ram or are you talking about the van? Because I'm getting confused here. You said a van and then I thought you said a Ram truck and a Jeep. Yeah, so I have a Ram truck and a Jeep. The reason why I purchased the truck was because I used to rent vans. Okay, when I took the place route. of a van. It okay. took the place. Okay, I just want to make sure there weren't three vehicles in this conversation. So the, what you've been telling us is the Ram is the one uh, that you've got the eleven thousand, excuse me, the thirteen to fourteen thousand dollar negative equity on. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Um, so what I was thinking is we have two options. So we can pay the negative equity by trading in the Ram. Uh, towards a new vehicle for her and we're setting ourselves a $25,000 budget and then what we would go ahead and do is just pay that negative equity and then pay for that car cash and then keep the jeep payment of $662 a month or the other option was to go ahead and pay off the jeep which has a remaining balance of 16,326 and then pay the negative equity in the truck and put a bit of a decent down payment on that new vehicle and take out a new loan trying to get our monthly payment down to about 400 a month 450 a month well I, i'm gonna let george george i only want to weigh in on one issue okay i just want to weigh in on the jeep sure those cars do not hold up well and so whatever your advice you're going to give him i i personally would pay off the jeep and sell it or sell it if you've got do you have negative equity on the jeep or you got a little equity in that um no i have i have I'd say about $18,000 equity in the Jeep. Dude, I'd sell the Jeep. Those things, I'm not trying to knock Jeep, and I don't want to get any hate mail, but I'm just telling you I'd get rid of that. I'd sell that for sure. Anyway, George, go ahead. Well, the, the one issue that, oh, there's not an issue with it. It's just that, so the Jeep was a long-term goal for us to be able to even purchase one, and we use it. We just had a, our first son about a year and a half ago, but prior to that, we use it about six times a year um, going camping and going off-roading. And so we made the commitment that this is the one vehicle that we're never going to sell. It's actually, oh, all right. you know, there you go. Hold on. Your reasoning for not selling it is because you use it six times a year? Yeah, it's not a strong case. Well, no, it's a daily driver. So we do use it to go to work and things like that. But it's a recreational vehicle in the sense that... For six times a year. Get you a little Honda yeah. Accord for the daily driver and go rent whatever the heck you want with your that's, amazing income six times a year. That's right. So let's walk through the numbers. Let me let me figure out some options for you. You're getting fifty two thousand in the bonus. Uh, you're gonna have to pay taxes out of that. Uh, no, that's gonna be gross income. So you're gonna have to that's pay taxes. Sorry, not gross. Net. That's net. Okay. So let's say we are the only debts you have the two car loans and the credit cards. Yes. Okay. So we we knock out the eleven k credit cards. We move on to the sixteen thousand Wrangler. That leaves you with twenty five k. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now we pay off the negative equity. It's another thirteen k out of that, leaving you with twelve. Yep. But now you can sell the Ram, and you'll have yes. You'll get out scot free. I don't think I would trade it in because the dealership's going to screw I you agree, on that. Agree, hundred percent. So you're going to get way more private party and probably not be as underwater as you think if you do it that way. Yeah, and the true. dealership will convince you that you need a nicer car than the one you are mm-hmm. currently looking for, and they're gonna say, "Well, if you're gonna spend yeah, twenty five grand, might as well spend thirty five. Get something new." That is how dealerships work, and so I would encourage you to not purchase it from that dealership 
and instead search for a quality used vehicle that you can pay $12,000 for in with the remainder in cash. Okay. And it's not going to be the prettiest vehicle, but what's your household income? Um, so just a standard salary. We're looking at about 138000 a year. Oh, that's good. Dude, money. think about this. Yeah, but he's getting good money for the Ram, George. Yeah, but when you think about it this way, you spend twelve grand on a cash car. Now you have no payments in the world, making one hundred thirty-eight. How quickly can you save up an upgrade in car and do it in cash? Yeah. Versus trading in yeah, exactly. debt for more debt, but we're lessening the debt. I'm like, dude, you guys make good money. You could solve this thing with this bonus. What a blessing! Mm-hmm. Let's just be done with it instead of playing the debt game. Yeah, exactly. So that's I, that's what I would do if I was in your shoes, because you're calling me, telling me, hey, we make great money. But here we are with payments all over the place. And you guys have been able to justify every single one of these. But I think we're done with justification. I think we're ready for freedom instead. Yeah. No, that's that's exactly where we want to get to. You can find a $12,000 truck. It ain't going to be fancy. But for what you guys are using it for, it's a work truck, right? Yeah. Well, and I'm going back to renting a van when I do yeah, my Yeah, he's not going to need it. It's going to be his driver, just his regular driver. Then just get something reasonable yeah, for so your daily vehicle, driving. Another, yeah, another reason that we're trying to get out of the truck, too, is, you know, our son, as he grew, it was a little easier when he has a baby to put him in the truck and everything. And my wife's actually pretty small, and she has an issue getting him up in the truck, and she doesn't like it. She just thinks it's big and it's large. So I relate. I relate really to that. Yeah, this is how Whitney yeah. treats George every time. She has a hard time getting George up into the van, so they went to a sedan. <laughs> sick of the booster seat <laughs> we joke chris but i i think we got to start making decisions for what's best for our family 10 years from now instead of hey well the kids and the we just got to make future thinking decisions and they all need to require cash and no debt once yeah. you take that off the table it's going to change the decisions you make it's going to change your yeah, level exactly. of sacrifice so you guys are this is going to be all done so soon if you it's do great. it this way but i would not trade debt for a little less debt I don't like that game when you guys can get out of the scot-free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and get a sedan, yeah. get something or a small SUV, whatever. You know, you got one kid, right, George? Did I get that right? So, you know what's going to happen? Kid's going to throw a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on the floor. You're, You're right. right. All these all these young couples want to get the nicest car for their kids and toddlers. Let me tell you something. The amount of goldfish that are going to be on oh the floorboard gosh. and cram between the seats... The Smarty Candies. I could go on and on. Pretzels. You'll be on a Lord of the Rings quest to try to find all the crumbs in that car. <laughs> well said. Goodness and, gracious. And, and by the way, they don't make the uh, attachments on the vacuum cleaner that you need to truly get all those little gold. Get in all the nooks really and awesome. crannies. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Really good stuff. All right, don't move. We're going to take a quick break. Back with more of your calls. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. George Campbell joins me. Thrilled that you are with us. The phone number is 888-825-5225. 825 Taking your money questions, uh, life questions, work-related, your professional journey questions. Uh, we're here for you this hour. Let's go to Joseph now, who joins us in Cleveland, Ohio. Joseph, how can we help today? Hello. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. What's up, Joseph? I just recently started just recently started going through baby steps. I'm on baby step two, and as I've been starting to share my goal of paying off all my debt with family and friends, they've I've received a fair amount of pushback mm. on why I shouldn't do that. And I wanted to see if you had any advice on how I could 
have respectful conversations with my family and friends while also being clear about my goals with them. Man. Well, uh, you're not the first one to experience this when uh, broke people are, are giving you pushback about your financial plan. It means you're off to a good start. But, the, you know, I always love the quote, the best revenge is success here. And so I think you just stop talking to them about it. I mean, why do we have to have these arguments? Just go live your life, get out of debt. And uh, when you've got peace and no payments and they're all looking at you going, man, you got a little pep in your step. What's going on, Joseph? Yeah. You go, I got no payments. And they go, oh, I guess that plan actually worked, huh? Yeah. What was that book? Oh, Total Money Makeover. Okay. That's yeah. how these things usually go. So what kind of pushback are they giving you? Uh, it's typically that um, I have a little bit of credit card debt, and then the bigger one is my car payment. Okay. And so a lot of what I've received is, well, you should keep your car payments over time so that you can build your credit and oh, use the money that you could put towards that to do other things. And you share DNA um, with these people. Ouch. Uh, yeah, for some of them, yeah. George. But do you understand that... Like, so not nice. But if you explain the credit score to them and you went, hey, let's talk about this credit score idea. What do credit scores do? Mm. They allow you to get more debt. And what does getting more debt do when you play the game perfectly? You get a higher score. And what does that do? It helps you get more debt. And so if your goal, mm. Joseph, is to not accumulate debt, because we know the pain that it causes millions of Americans, everyone's broke then I'm going to run the other direction. And if they don't understand that, that's okay. Not everyone has to totally get what you're doing here. For sure. Do you agree with them when they say these things? Uh, no, because I'm, I'm, I can feel the excitement within me of the prospect of not having any debt and being able to save and, and mm -hmm. do things. Um, and just the idea of lev trying to, you know, quote-unquote wisely leveraged debt or anything like that just it sounds sounds awful to me so no i don't agree with them okay. at all so uh who is they do you mind tell us who uh, yeah i have one of like probably like my best friend is giving me a lot of pushback and i've kind of floated the idea of paying off debt to some family members um that i'm close with that i trust and do respect but on this we seem to have disagreement yeah is there another topic in life um, that you don't like to talk to anybody about, or there's very few people you'll talk to it about, like politics or something like that. I'm just curious. Any other something you go? I just ugh, I don't want to get into that with people. Is there something like that for you? Um, I can't think of anything right. specific off the top of my mind. This needs to be one of those things. Okay. I think you need to take George's advice. I think he's absolutely right. I think you need to stop talking to your best friend about this stuff. Treat okay. it like you know some weird conversation and you just go, I want nothing to do with that and I'm going to create some boundaries. I change the subject. I just think, and same thing with these other family members. If you disagree with them, then don't bring it up. Okay? I can just tell you without embarrassing any of my, there's a couple of my family members that I can't talk to about certain public figures. That's all I'm going to say. I leave the room. I don't even want to, I don't even want to touch it, George. Because it, it's just, it's not... It, it's not, a landmine. What's the point? Well, but I'm, we're not going to agree. So it's I'm, we're past the point of fighting. I'm not worried about a fight. But it's just a waste of time and emotional 100%. energy. 100%. I'm not going to agree. Therefore, I don't want to have the conversation. And I think, George, this is one of those topics. Agreed. It's why I don't talk to you about sports, Ken. <laughs> we're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to teach me what a play-action pass is. Because you'll never be able to understand it. That, again, is another waste of energy. 
There you go, but, but I hope you get that, Joseph. So, hey, you keep your eye on the prize. Follow the baby steps because you believe in it. And you believe that it's going to make a better life for you. And by the way, it's your life. And so all focus on that and, and, and just no more talking to everybody. Unless else. someone pays my bills, they don't get a vote. Yeah. And so I'm just going to go, thanks, mom and dad, friend, yeah. uncle, broke cousins. I'm good. I'm going to try this plan. And if I fail successfully by getting out of debt and it's terrible, I can always get more of it. Yeah. But uh, no one's ever come to me and said that. Yeah. So that's a tough one when people don't get what you're doing. When you're a salmon swimming upstream, all the other salmon are going, dude, what are you? We're going this way, man. This is the path. And you're like, no, that's a cliff, my friends. And there's a giant bear right there about ready to eat you. Bears love salmon. Yes, they do. I, I pick Capital One is the bear in that metaphor. They're all heading toward the Capital One cliff. Yep. Those commercials are so winsome. They just make it seem so nice. You know? Well, you get Jennifer Garner smiling She's at you. She's the sweetest person on the planet, you know? Good move getting away from Alec Baldwin. You know what I mean? 100%. Yeah. Let's go to Sydney in Atlanta, Georgia. Sydney, how can we help? Hey, thank you for uh, taking my call. You bet, Sydney. What's going on? So, I um, just need help with pretty much everything. Um <laughs> I'm 24. I bought uh, my first house when I was 20 um, for $97,000. It was just an older couple that wanted to sell it because they couldn't take care of it anymore. Um, So I have a mortgage. Um, I have a boyfriend that lives with me. We have a daughter. She's a year old. Um, We have a car payment. You know, we don't have any credit card debt, um, but we do have, like, a couple of small loans. Um, we just can't seem to catch up. We can't seem to save anything. Um, and I'm just tired of chasing and chasing and never being able to make any progress. Mm. What's your income? Um, so I, uh, stay at home with our daughter because our, (laughs) where we live, uh, our daycare system around here is just not trustworthy and, it would take like half of my paycheck to take or pay for daycare anyway. Um, so I stay home with her and uh, my boyfriend brings about 50000 Um, But I do have a business myself, but that only made a whole whopping like $6,000 last year. So, Okay, so you guys uh, are making fifty six k. And what are your payments add up to? Because so far you've got some personal loans, the car loan, and the mortgage. If you added um, those so up. My, I have a car that's paid off, but it's always in the shop. So that's our only hesitation with selling his car. Um, his car has 14000 left on it. Um, the house has 88 left on it. Um, and then I have a part of my business. I have a sewing machine that's on um, uh, on a loan. And, What's um, the sewing machine worth? Um, it's... It was originally like $1,500. It's got like 1000 left on it, but I'm planning on paying that off soon. Okay. As how well mu- as the computer. How much do you guys have in savings? Um, we, we barely have 1000 in savings. Okay. Whew. Well, I feel your pain. Yeah. Uh, luckily, you guys have a small mortgage and so we're going to ignore that right now mm-hmm. if you added up your car the car loan and the personal loans on the sewing machine computer are we talking fifteen sixteen thousand dollars um no like i said there's the sewing machine's only 1100 left and the computer is like 500 
So. Okay. Cool. So it's about 15.5 is what I'm adding right, up to. Yeah. So mm-hmm. here's what you're going to do. We're going to lay these out smallest to largest. We're not going to get overwhelmed by the big picture, and we need to get mm-hmm. this income up. If that means your boyfriend is doing side hustles for the next six months to clean mm-hmm. up this mess, great. If it means selling the car and getting something cheaper to get around in right now, great. But this is a this is a mm-hmm. solvable problem. You make 56, we're trying to pay off 15. How quickly can we do it? How do we get that margin? We got to make more. We have to spend less. And if that means you going back to work for a little bit, even if daycare, you're going to net an extra 500 bucks. That's going to help. Find a, find an, a, a grandmother in the area that wants to make a little money, wants to get out of the house that you can trust, and she watches the child in your home. Go make more money. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. George Campbell joins me. We're here for you, America. The phone number is 888 5225 Uh This is big news, George. I got to mention this uh, because I just got the email a couple days ago. Uh, we've got a brand new event uh, entitled Total Money Makeover. Pretty good idea. Total Money Makeover Weekend, May 10th and 11th, named after the best-selling book that's ever come out of Ramsey Solutions, Dave's unbelievable classic Total Money Makeover. And so in one weekend, you're going to crash course on everything we teach about money. Uh, brand new content from all of us Ramsey personalities. And uh, this is a great, great event because no matter what baby step you're on, it's going to fire you up. You're going to have a lot of Q&A time with all the personalities. And uh, that's always really, really fun. We just get to hang with you. Early bird tickets started just $99. Uh, but this is only for a limited time. Get your tickets now at RamseySolutions.com slash events. That's RamseySolutions.com slash events. Always fun. I'm pumped for this. When we have it here on our campus. Rumor has it. You could witness Smart Money Happy Hour live with Rachel Cruz and I on Friday night. And a special guest. Ken Coleman? I think it's time. Is this the event? I'm going to manifesting this. It's a soft pitch, but uh, you have talked about having me on. And I thought to myself, I don't know if your regular audience wants the special guest that much. I think it's time. But I think at a live event, you, me, Rachel, cocktails, and uh, if that's what gets gets butts and seats for the Total Money Makeover weekend, I'm in. I don't know that it will. But But that is a great deal for an entire weekend event right here at the headquarters. It'll be fun. Just I'm th- I'm putting it out there. I won't lobby you. Thank you. All right, very good. Kayla's up in Atlanta, Georgia. Kayla, how can we help? Hi, thanks for taking my call. You bet. What's up today, Kayla? So I'm a college student. I'm um, getting a biology degree, mm-hmm. and initially I was going to go to dental school, but I'm not really too interested in getting you know just a ton of student debt yeah, now. Good for you. So. I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur, so I prayed on it, and I just decided that I wanted to start a clothing line. So I took a business course, and she was basically, you know, just telling how to secure business funding and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, how you all feel about, you know, business loans, but I created a business plan, and but I didn't know that they asked for, like, collateral and stuff like that. Right. So my parents aren't too interested in, you know, putting their house up for collateral. So now I'm just like, I don't know what to do now. Like, cause I really want to be financially free. I'm glad yeah. you called. So, so you haven't taken out any loans out, correct? No. Okay. okay. So Kayla, business funding is just fancy for a loan. And now you know that. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and so can I just encourage you that you don't need a loan, nor do you need a ton of capital. 
to launch a business mm-hmm. in America today. Now, the clothing business, I would tell you that's a that's a pretty high risk, very competitive world. Would you agree with that statement? So if you were to go get a bunch of loans with a great business plan, all the collateral, all the things that you don't want to do, and you're right, by the way, you would still have a tremendous amount of risk. And so how do we remove the risk? By a small test. Now, do you plan to design the clothing? Yes. What are you thinking? If In your business plan, did you, did you, uh, did you highlight uh, two or three different articles of clothing? Yes. What were you thinking? Um, like just matching sets. Um, I already talked to like a manufacturer to find a manufacturer to find out, you know, how much it would be to get them. Okay. What did you um, find out? They were about $30 a piece, like for the matching top and the matching bottom. So 60 bucks for this matching outfit. Is this casual wear? Is it, what is it? Um, yes, it's casual wear. And no, together they're both, they equal up to 30. Oh, okay. So your hard costs on both top bottom are $30. And what have you found out in the market as you were putting this business plan together that this type of combo, this outfit, what, what, what's the, what's the, uh, uh, wholesale or, uh, retail price? Um, about 115. 115. That's what your competitors are doing for something similar. Yes. Okay. Well, it's a pretty good margin, but still, you get into manufacturing, and I don't know if you've read the story. If you haven't, you should you should pull anything you can online. There's a lot of it out there on Sarah Blakely's story. She lives in the Atlanta mm-hmm. area, and Sarah is the founder of Spanx. Have you heard of her? Yes. You need to read her story. There's a lot of hustle and, and effort on this, and I my point here is, you need to start smaller than than right out of the gate with your dream item. I love the ideal mm-hmm. item of the top and the bottom and the you know and it's casual wear and it's comfy and we retail for 115. But there's a lot that goes into that and you're going to have minimums that you're going to be required to upfront with the manufacturer cuz these got manufacturing companies going to get paid up front. Or or at least a portion okay. up front, right? I'm not a super expert on this, but I know the basics. And so I'm just walking you through this. So there will be some upfront capital, and it needs to be cash. So to the extent that you can get out of college, start working, save up a bunch of cash to get to a point where you go, okay, I can at least invest this amount of cash, and I'm going to go with one or two items. I'm going to go online, and I'm going to try some things. That's the long term. What can you do in the short term with maybe some jewelry or a T-shirt or a sweatshirt or something that you can test out online. I want to bring George in here because he really understands this world. I weirdly do, and Very it's, it's embarrassing. I'm no, holding you, back. So I wanted to bring you in at this point and, yes. and now walk her through what would be a, uh, let's call it a, a low-risk economical test. Well, the way I think about this, Kayla, is you can't just get out there and be like, I have clothes for $100. Why, why should they buy yours over the brand that they know? And so you need to create mm-hmm. some unique value proposition here. And I would start by creating an audience. Do you have a big Instagram following? TikTok following? Um, somewhat, somewhat, yes. So I would focus on that. And it doesn't have to be clothing you made. If you have good style, I assume you're very stylish. And your friends compliment mm-hmm, yeah. you on your outfits, right? I think right? she sounds like she's very stylish. Yeah. 
So I would start doing outfit of the day. Here's how I pick these outfits. Here's the mm-hmm. the idea behind it. Here's my wardrobe. Here's some deals I found on clothes that I love. And you start to become sort of a fashion influencer. Now, all of a sudden, you build up a following of 40,000 people. Brands want to work with you. You're getting money from that. Now you can launch your own line. Mm-hmm. That's how all the people I've seen actually do it successfully. And that's okay. a, um, that's not going to happen tomorrow, right? This is a six month, mm-hmm. two year, five. But there's year also plan. no debt baked into that, Kayla. You know, start okay. small is what we're getting at. Start small, okay. grow slow. Uh, this is not going to be your day job coming out of college. And I'm not saying that to shatter mm-hmm. your dreams. I'm saying that to support your dreams. Your day job will support this side hustle until you can get the boat close to the dock, to where that side hustle now makes more than your day job, or close, and you can now pursue it full-time. Are you tracking with us? Are we making sense? Yes. Um, I just, I mean, I'm, at the end of this month, I'm going to be getting my refund check. It's about $9,000. So I was wondering if I should use some of that to um, invest into the business or whatever, but it's just that my rent is, my refund check does also cover my rent. So I was wondering if I should like ask my parents if they can support me a little bit on the rent while I use. Do you have any debt? No. And do you have an emergency fund? Fully funded? Um, no. That's where that goes. I think that refund just became your emergency fund. Once you have no debt and an emergency fund of three to six months of expenses, now we can begin investing for the future in retirement and a Roth IRA and for this business. Kayla, listen, I know you're grasping what we're saying, but you went right back to, well, I need to ask mom and dad for help to pay my rent so I can eat. Listen, you don't need to use the 9000 right now. That 9000 as a safety net in the form of an emergency fund for a graduating college student is phenomenal. You're ahead of the game. No debt. Now go get a really good paying job. Two or three pages and start doing what George is talking about where we test the idea of can I figure out how to sell clothing for a profit. Post pictures of it and say, would you buy this or would you buy this? And start to test this out. That's exactly We just took a call this week. This couple took out $200,000 in small business loans. The business failed. Now they're getting regular jobs and they're freaking out. And I don't want that for our friend. Yeah, it's like a penalty for trying something. That's not how it needs to be in America. It just adds emotional and financial pain on top of the failure of the business. Yeah, if you do it right, it's the American dream, not the American nightmare. But no debt, folks. All right, good hour. Thank you, George Campbell. Thank you, James Childs and all the guys in the booth that keep us on the air. Thank you, America, for listening. This is The Ramsey Show.